Welcome to Kelly's Roadhouse, the podcast where we recap every single Sweet Valley High book in the series. My name's Paula and I'm here with Rich. Hello. This fortnight we have read Runaway. We have indeed. We are back after our super, super edition. After our our Lila double bill, yes. Yep, so we're back to Jessica. Yep. Um, The cover of this book is very popular. I like this cover a lot. Yeah, we posted it up on Instagram and had a lot of people saying they loved it. Um, yeah. So it's a picture of Jessica. Um, she has got like a baggy grey sweatshirt on and a maroon coloured uh, holdall over her shoulder. Yeah, yeah, like a gym bag kind of thing. And she looks very upset. And she's looking back over she her shoulder. She does. And, um, you know, of course, if, if we remember what happened in the previous book, she has every right to be upset. Yeah, they, her family are treating her like shit. For no reason. Just one day they decided. And it says underneath the picture, Jessica's had enough. My favourite tagline so far, by the way. I think I messaged you to say how much I love that tagline. Yeah. It's brilliant. This cover gives me like, it looks a bit like she's going to the gym. It gives me a bit of a pineapple dance studios vibe. Yeah. You may not have any idea what I'm talking about. but No idea. It's like a a brand of um, casual wear. Okay. Um, Well, yeah, Jodie Char said... um, as if Jessica would ever have such a small bag to run away in. Especially, especially when we get to the park, because she packs her entire room. It says, room yeah, into her closet bag. is empty. Apparently. <laughs> Everything. Like, the room's clear. Yeah, <laughs> it's all in that bag. Yep. Um, Kit Cat Five Seven Nine says this is her f- favorite Jessica look. Mm-hmm. Trigtastic hates Ned in this one. I hate Ned in this one. I hate most people apart from Jess in this one, if I'm honest. And it was Melanie Al- uh, Melanie Rallett's first Sweet Valley High book. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Cal Suma says she loves that cover. Her bag and outfit is so in still. Mm. Um, that last... Uh, hang on. Maybe that's just the bag that she's taking on the bus. You know, like the rest is in the storage of the bus. Yeah. Sea Salted Siren says, um, Jessica's look here is fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I said I think it looks like she's going to the gym to me. It does look a little because she's she's wearing like a sweater as well, so it does it does look like she's just kind of dressed up for cold weather going to the gym. Yeah. Um, on the back it says Jessica's had it with Sweet Valley. Jessica Waitfield is sick and tired of taking second place to her twin sister Elizabeth. Everyone adores Elizabeth. She's kind and loving and generous. Is she? But Jessica can't seem to do anything right. Then Jessica meets handsome, sensitive Nikki Shepherd, who feels the same way she does. Nikki is running away to guess where? Oh well, yeah, San, I wonder. San Francisco, where, where else? happens? <laughs> and wants Jessica to join him. At first, she doesn't take him seriously, but when things start reaching the breaking point at home, Jessica starts to see that she might be better off if she left Sweet Valley forever. Forever. Mm-hmm. There comes a moment in this book. Um, that I was, I was really, I was kind of thrown by it. But the back of the book kind of says it because for a long time I was like, okay, she's going to run away to San Francisco. But then you get to the point, and you're like, oh no, no, she's planning on running away and never even contacting people ever again. It's like she's literally <laughs> going to disappear. But um, let's get into it, shall we? Mm-hmm. We open to a crisis. 
yeah, we do indeed. Liz can't find her blue silk blouse. And, and you know, you're like, is there any mystery as to where this silk blouse is going to be, Liz? I mean, <laughs> you must you must immediately know where this is going to be. Yeah, she barges into Jessica's room and demands to know where it is. Yeah, um, Jess is just, you know, lying on her bed surrounded by mess. Um, and, and Liz just barges in saying it's mysteriously disappeared. You know, sarcastically, she knows where it's gone. And unsurprisingly, Jessica does have the blouse. Um, but she says she didn't have time to ask for it because she's going on a date with old faithful Neil Fremont. Neil. The return Neil, of poor Neil. Neil's second place Fremont, who uh, basically <laughs> whenever Jess doesn't have anyone, mm-hmm. Neil's the guy. Mm. Um, and yeah, she says that um, he has already seen all 137 items of clothing <laughs> in her wardrobe. <laughs> um, and she says, besides, Elizabeth's never there when she needs her anyway, but she'll forgive her. So she's done what she always does of turning it around on Liz. Yeah, she really tries to guilt trip her. She's like, it's such a shame that you don't have time for the important things like your family, Liz, when (laughs) all you've got is the Oracle and Todd. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we find out that Stephen's home. Like, isn't he fucking always? Um, Yes, apparently he's he's back now um, because he's not been getting on well in school. So he's dropped out for the rest of the year because mm -hmm. of obviously what happened with Trisha. Yeah. Um, and Jessica says he needs to just get over it. Yeah, just just move on, mate. What's wrong yeah. with you? It's been a couple of weeks. I was going <laughs> to say that, actually, because in terms of the books, it's really not been that long. No, um, they just have a very eventful life. They do. Twins. Yeah, they do. But I like, you know, Jess is like, get over your grief. It's been two <laughs> weeks now. What's wrong with you? Um, and then she mentions that Kara's having a party tomorrow and Elizabeth thinks it's a good idea to invite him. And it's like, well, last time that didn't go well, did it? He got all, he got all aggressive with Kara. Yeah, yeah. He was exactly. like, come and fucking dance with me, Kara. <laughs> come and dance with me. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, he was like throwing her around the dance floor. Yeah, stuff. like, oh, the cat just sneezed. <laughs> he did. Don't worry about the cat sneezing. Um, yeah, and he was like grabbing off the sofa yeah. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Jessica rightly points out, like, you know, this isn't a good idea. He likes Kara about as much as he likes the flu. Yeah, yeah, that um, was a good quote. I like that. But Liz is like, you should be the one to ask him because um, he, because I already have a date for it. I'm going with Todd and you, you don't have a date. It's like, what's that got to do with it? Yeah, what's that got to do with anything? And, and on what planet would Jessica ever ask her brother to go with her has her date because she yeah, doesn't have a date like it doesn't make any sense Stephen would immediately know something was up is this sweet valley incest thing again that they've got this week well they family? are very handsome mm. uh, but, but jessica does agree if elizabeth lets her borrow the silk blouse uh yes and of course liz agrees and she says she wants to look her best when she asks Stephen. It's like, he's your brother. I like that uh, at this point, Jessica thinks to herself that it's very demeaning to go with, with your brother to a party, which it kind of is, I guess. It's your yeah. friend's party. You don't need to go with anyone. You don't need to go with well, anyone. But she's like, like if you're going to go, it's quite... so weird in the, these books. Yeah. You have she, to have a date. She's like, it's quite demeaning to go. Um, but she thinks sometimes you just have to make sacrifices. <laughs> For her family. Because we've what, discussed this before. Why doesn't she take Neil Fremont to the party? What's he doing? He disappears when she's... Like, he goes back in his Pokeball when she doesn't <laughs> need him. She just brings him out when she needs him. <laughs> um, and then we cut to the Wakefield Spanish Child Kitchen. And Ned is um, wearing an apron that on anyone else might have looked comic. But Ned looked good in almost anything. He's wearing a shirt and tie and an apron. He does look like a moron. I'm sorry. There's no way around that. 
Well, he looks good in almost anything. Well, he does look like a... Oh my God, that's the dream phone line. He yeah, looks he looks good, good in, in almost, almost everything. everything. <laughs> He's not wearing a hat. <laughs> so, yes, he is wearing an apron and he is working very hard on making a salad. Mm-hmm. Also, Stephen comes in from a swim and Jessica notices his muscular build was emphasised by the sweatshirt he was wearing. It's I, weird, though. I thought you just noticed that about your brother. Yeah, and, and it's weird because build. the book makes a point of saying that Jessica thinks he looks terrible. She's is like, he looks terrible, but not physically. He looks fine. He still <laughs> looks gorgeous and he's still really muscular. And it's like, it's really weird. It's like they're trying to make out that he looks terrible because of grief. But then maybe at the she same doesn't time, want a real date with him. <laughs> maybe. Oh, boy. Um, but she'd also noticed he didn't have any light in his eyes. It was like something inside of him had burned out. Okay. And then Ned tries to lighten the mood by jo- by basically at Alice's expense. I know. Just going on about how shit she is at making salad. It's salad. <laughs> it's not rocket science. I know. Like, and also, I mean, it might be a fair point because Alice literally never does any cooking or any work. She gets her, her daughters to do everything. So maybe she is like just rubbish <laughs> at it. But yeah, I w- it was a bit weird. The way he goes on about this goddamn salad. He, yeah, he's really into making this salad. Yeah, apparently so. Um, And he really just wants to go on about how terrible just, alice is just, at it yeah and alice is just like well i'm i'm trained in architecture i don't understand salads <laughs> um but at least it's not jessica he's taking the piss out of for a change jessica's food yeah well give him, time. Be. give him time yeah um and then we find out the twins have a week off school and their parents ask if they've got any plans yeah, so this is at the meal that they were just preparing. And I'm really confused about this meal. I messaged you. Oh, yeah. I don't understand what's going mm-hmm. on in this meal. So Ned's been making a salad. Mm-hmm. And then there's, there's then they're saying at the meal that the roast is perfect and they're having peas, which says to me <laughs> that they're having a roast, but they're also having just salad. That's Do you think weird. that Ned is so proud of this goddamn salad that whatever Alice cooks, <laughs> Ned has to make a salad on yeah. the side. He's like it's the one thing I can do. I'm making a salad. <laughs> but yeah, so they're they're off for a week. I guess it's like a half term or or something <clears throat> coming up. Um so Jessica tells them all about Cara's party and as Liz suggested, she says she doesn't want to go without a date. So would Stephen go with her? Um and he gets mad. He flips right out. He's like, oh, I made it clear. I'm not interested in Kara. He says he's not interested in Kara. Not now, not ever. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, we'll see how you get on with that, Stephen. He storms out. He does. And then Ned and Alice start on Jessica. By the way, before he storms out, he, he says to Jess, quote, why can't you stop manipulating all of our lives? Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and then Ned and Alice start on Jessica as well. About I it. know. Ned, oh, I just can't believe They're it. Like, oh, how could you? Yeah, she, but, he's like, don't you think it's a bit soon for that? And, and then, then, yeah, and then Liz says it was her idea. And they're like, and oh, they're cool. like, oh that's, what a good idea. That's fine. Oh, that's yeah, lovely. It's great. lovely, Liz. You're so nice and wonderful and thoughtful. So this is just sort of the same thing they were doing in the last book. And it's going to carry on all the way through this book as well. It, uh, it's so out of character for all of them. Like before the last book, this never really happened. Mm. I mean, there were moments certainly where we've pointed out where they were unfair to, to Jess. But nothing like this. The last two books, they've just been horrible. So Jessica's fed up. Um, she just has to be excused. And she, she goes off leaves. to meet Kara. And Elizabeth does follow her out and apologise. But Jess is like, oh, I expected it. I should have expected it anyway. 
yeah jess is like oh it's been like this it's been this way all of our lives mm. i was like well it's been this way for the last two books <clears throat> at least yeah. but, you know and then we cut to jessica and cara at the dairy burger and cara says that jess has a neon sign above her head flashing depression 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 <laughs> Uh, but Jessica insists that she's fine. So Kara's like, okay, well, I'm in a great mood. Yeah, <laughs> so, I know. I know. Kara's uh, like, well, my you know life that, you know is that awesome. You know that will go easily, didn't you, Kara? <laughs> it's like, um, it's like, <laughs> hi, how are you? Oh, I'm really depressed. Well, let me well, tell I'm you about great, how great yeah. I am because my life's <laughs> brilliant right now. <laughs> she's in a great mood because she's got a new dress from Foxy Mamas. Yeah. It's short and peach. Where would you go shopping? If you went to the Sweet Valley High, oh, yeah, you asked the Sweet Valley the Mall. Day. Yeah, I, I didn't get an answer. I couldn't decide. I think Foxy Mamas. Or BBs. Mm, Lisette. Foxy Mamas. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were a Foxy Mamas shopper. I'd go to the sports shop. Well, of course. <laughs> um, Where would you go shopping? I honestly don't know. Maybe I would go to the sports shop. Yeah. Might be the place. Mm. Might be the place to go. I think it's the only like, man shop they've mentioned. I think mentioned. it is. It's the only one they've mentioned. Yeah. I think. Well, it's where Roger went to get his clothes, wasn't it? Yeah. Bruce took him there. So. Mm. Oh, there's a tennis shop. Yeah, I'm not into tennis. It's kind of a what? problem with that shop, isn't it? You wouldn't fit in Sweet Valley, would you? I'd be living in, like, the Martin Street. <laughs> um, And then Jessica tells Cara about Stephen being home, but... Uh, she doesn't. She doesn't want to basically admit that she's related to a dropout. Yeah. So she lies and she's like, "Oh, he's um just uh taking a break." Like, but this goes. But it's back... like it's, he's not a dropout. He's taking a break due to bereavement. Due to horrendous bereavement. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it does. It does speak to Jess's character because she's always done this. She always worries. She worries about her family as much as Liz, just in a different way. She worries about her family's image all the time. Mm. And she's like, oh, no, I can't be associated with the dropout. But you're totally right. Like, he's grieving. It's... He's going back yeah. after he's grieved. He's only dropping out the rest of this year as well. They said that, didn't they? Yeah. It might even be the rest of the term. I can't Oh, remember. yeah, yeah, yeah. However long. Yeah. And then mm. suddenly they hear a commotion going on by the door. Yeah, there's a group of lads from the Shady Lady. Mm, the owner, John Doherty, is trying to stop these lads coming in. Um, so they've come across from the Shady Lady, which, as we know, is opposite the Dairy Burger. And it's a bar with a uh, wild reputation that had or- recently been in trouble for selling alcohol to minors. Oh, boy. Probably um, Betsy. Yeah. The kids insist they don't want any trouble, though. They, like... They probably just want some clams. Just let them in. Just let them in for some clams. <laughs> they just want a clam special. Yeah. The ultimate drunk snack oh, at the end of the night. <laughs> that, if that won't make you throw up after, you know, <laughs> a few pints, I don't know what will. So John relents and lets them in. Um, and amongst them is school owner Nikki Shepherd. Yes, Nikki Shepherd. And I, I love that um, the, the book, or Jess, I think, in her mind, makes the observation that... Nicky Shepard, because he's the cool guy, right? He's not into anything in school. He's mm. not into sports, but but apparently has the body of a football player anyway. Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> just like, just natural. Um, so he's a junior at Sweet Valley High and Jessica's always been intrigued by him. He was good looking in a rugged way. He wore his blonde hair a little long and he had um, unusual pale blue eyes that were soft and sensitive in sharp contrast to the rest of his face. He was quiet, a loner, cool and distant. And although he didn't, yeah, and like you said, although he didn't play any sports, he had the body of a football player. Just, just, just genetics. Um, uh, yeah, she basically likes him because he's mysterious and drives a fast car. 
Mm-hmm. He smiles at her and she feels a jolt of electricity run through her body. Yeah, she smiles back kind of instinctively, I mm. think. And Kara spots her and she's like, I've heard he's into drugs. And she also reminds Jessica about what's just happened with Jack. Yeah, which is a fair point, yeah. to be fair. Like, I, uh, rumours aside, Jess does need to be more careful with these kind yeah. of things. Because this story could have ended exactly the same way. Like, she yeah. would have fallen for it and just fine. Because there are red flags with Nikki Shepard, mm-hmm. to be fair. So Nikki comes over to the table and he says, Hey, you're one of the Wakefield clones. And she's like, I don't care much for that word. And then, couldn't believe, I mean, I, I guess I can, but Kara's normally the quieter of the group. Nikki's like, hey, do you mind if I join you? And Kara's like, we would actually. <laughs> like, whoa, okay, Kara. He sits down anyway. He does indeed. Um, and he refuses to leave until Jessica says to him, he, he says to Jessica, if you want me to leave, you've got to say, Nikki, please join my friend and me for a Coke. Um yeah weird she's kind of playful in this though she's kind of laughing as well Mm. like she's not like horrified by him i'd just be irritated i must admit though (laughs) you know we're we're talking red flags with uh jack the ripper and stuff and he she says like how do you know i'm jessica like we're twins and nikki says quote i know a lot about you two (laughs) that's a bit creepy well doesn't everyone i suppose yeah who doesn't know about these bloody twins um so when she does say, say like, join me and my friend, whatever he said for her to yeah. say, he's just like, no, thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, it was all just to do that. I can't leave my friends. Um, and somehow this like annoying exchange makes Jessica even more attracted to him. Yeah, and like she thinks... him being an asshole. It's just like, yeah. okay, I like him more. And it says she thinks she can see something inside him that's fragile. I just think he's an I, asshole. I didn't get that scene. from that. No. I mean, I can see more to him later, but at this yeah. point, I was like, this guy's just a jackass. And she thinks, plus, it'd be fun to wind my friends up by hanging out with him. Well, that's probably the real thing, isn't it? Mm. We cut to Kara's party. Um, Jessica has been stuck keeping an eye on Stephen all night, who's just been slumped in a chair. Yeah, she's she spent two hours getting ready for this party, and she's mm. questioning why she even bothered. Um, and... Again, St. Liz apparently hasn't seen Stephen all night, hasn't paid any attention to him. Yeah. She's just been off with Todd and just basically dumped him with Jess. Yeah. Um, everyone else is having a great time, including a group of kids in the corner playing Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, I know. It's like, this sounds like a really boring party. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Let's just play some Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, what kind of party is this? I mean, maybe cards, but even then I'd be like, it's a bit boring for a yeah. party. I mean, you're 16, right? Yeah. 16 year olds playing Trivial Pursuit at a party. What's Apparently going on? So. <laughs> I'm surprised Liz isn't with them. Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. Jessica spots Caroline Pierce, and I'm very excited because she's with her out of town boyfriend, Jerry Fisher. He exists. Yay. Um,. And apparently, Caroline no longer gossiped about people, and she'd become pretty. Yeah, she's gone through a huge transformation, all thanks to Elizabeth Wakefield. Mm. And uh, apparently, yeah, even looks prettier now, somehow. She's had work done. (laughs) Uh, And Caroline basically just starts going on to Jessica about how wonderful Elizabeth is. I love this quote from Jess, though. Yeah. She says how lucky Jessica is to have a sister like Liz, because she's been such a great friend to Caroline. And Jess thinks to herself... 
Elizabeth Wakefield, saviour of the world <laughs> and defender of the oppressed, strikes again. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah, Jessica can't stand it. And she, she tries to escape outside to get some air. And who does she bump into? Liz and Todd, looking perfect. Todd's wearing pleated grey linen slacks, a polo shirt and a tweed coat. <laughs> what? 16-year-old kids? I, I don't understand them playing Trivial Pursuit and wearing tweed jackets. <laughs> and they ask how Stephen is and Jessica says he's the life and soul of the party. Obviously, like, quite sarcastically. Liz doesn't pick up on it. Liz is just like, oh, that's great. I, I knew we'd done the right thing bringing him along. Which I think proves that, that in this situation, and it, as in many situations, it's actually Jess who really <clears throat> cares. Mm. Liz just wants to be the the, the hero and yeah. the martyr. And the defender of the oppressed. The defender of the oppressed. <laughs> it's our new name for Liz. The defender of the oppressed. Yes, Elizabeth Wakefield, defender of the oppressed. <laughs> Um, and then I, I love this bit. She says, Liz says to Jess, can you watch Todd while I go to the bathroom? And she places Todd's hand in Jessica's. It's yeah. like it's a fucking dog lead or something. Like, <laughs> can you watch my dog? Well, he's, you know, like you put the lead in the palm of someone's hand. To, to quote Casey's, he's, he's Romeo and they're the two Juliets. So, he's not uh, a dog. Swapping Juliet. You don't just leave him with somebody while you go to the bathroom. Well, I, I think it just speaks to how massively uh insecure liz is in her relationship with todd like she can't go to the toilet without leaving todd under supervision by yeah. some other woman like you know oh my god what if you find someone else and then um when liz is gone todd starts going on about how great liz is as well and he says oh you never guess what she said earlier and jessica's like something wonderfully profound <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> and then she walks away she heads out to Kara's bathhouse to be alone. Yeah. Um, which is a bit extravagant. For They're Cara. all extravagant. I didn't realise Kara was so rich. They go on about how, how rich Lila is, and she must be insanely wealthy, her and Bruce. But you look at these kids and you're like, all of you are rich, though. Like, yeah. all of you. But there's someone in the bathhouse. Yes, shrouded in darkness, she hears a voice. It's Nikki Shepherd. She says, uh, you know. I didn't know you were invited. And he says, well, I came along with um, Dana and Guy. You know, they're wild because they're in a band. So They are. Yeah. Hottest band in Sweet Valley. And then we get pages and pages of dialogue here. Yeah, I skipped most of it. So I've um, just pitted out a few th yeah. things. So he basically says what a loner he is. Um, and then she says he seems sad. And he's like, maybe I like being sad. Uh, the bit I didn't get was was when he says, like, she's like, why are you outside? And he's like, oh, I don't do well at parties. And it's like, then why did you come to a party? Like, you've come to a <laughs> yeah. party and then stood outside just like, oh, I don't really like parties. Like, And then, um, <laughs> okay. And then he says, uh, I'm not your kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the kind that likes this whole high school thing. The kind that everyone, uh, the kind that everything goes right for. The kind that gets all the breaks. The kind who ends up with all the marbles. That was the quote that got me. All the, ends up with all the marbles at the end of the game. That's it. All the marbles at the end of the game. That's a great analogy. Um, I said I skipped most of this in my notes, but I clearly didn't. He says he's not her kind. It's like he clearly doesn't know her romantic history then, because she yeah. goes for losers. Yeah, she, she goes does. for serial killers, rapists. Rick Andover. Rick Andover. Who is basically yeah. Nicky Shepherd? Like, yeah. Basically the same. Although he doesn't get violent with Jess, I suppose that's the one thing. But. No. I think Nicky Shepard's a nice guy. I, I think he is. He's he... like, oh, I'm such a loner. We'll, we'll but... get to the drink driving later. But, oh, God, uh, I forgot about that. But yeah, yeah. that aside, he's, he's a nice guy. 
And he says how his dad's always working and his mum's too busy looking after his asthmatic brother to worry about him. <laughs> She's like, he's like, she, my mum's far too busy looking after my brother who has like these massive health issues like asthma. And you're like, well, it's not going to take out all of her time, is it? No. It's not the kind of debilitating illness that requires 24 hour attention. And he tells Jess that she doesn't like him and she says, I don't dislike you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and he says, "Well, what would what would uh, you think if your friend saw me saw you talking to me?" And she's like, "Oh, I wouldn't care." Um, and then he starts saying, uh, "You're so concerned with what you should be that you don't even know who you are." She tells he tells her that she lives in a TV show world as well. Yeah, and he says that she's beautiful, smarter than she realizes. And she's not afraid of anything it's, it's, except him because they're so alike. It's such a weird conversation. They're having an argument. And then he's like, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And then he tells her to close her eyes and softly kisses her. Oh. Uh, so they go inside for a dance. And she was unprepared for what a good dance was. <laughs> Apparently, he just goes wild on yeah. the dance floor. They dance for a solid hour. This, this guy who hates parties. Yeah. Can't stand he's, him. He's an amazing dancer. But he's the best dancer. They dance for a solid hour and they cause a stir. Lila goes into Liz and Todd, who are in the den, um, and says... <laughs> like she... Lila. Lila literally almost collapses. She's so exhausted from dancing, apparently. Yeah, and she basically says Jessica's misbehaving. And instead of being worried about Jessica, Liz is like, oh, this could be some material for my eyes and ears column. Yep, that's her first thought. Not, is my sister okay? Yeah. It's, oh, I can write an article about my sister. So she goes out to see what's happening and she finds Nikki and Jess in a tight embrace. Yes. And now, of course, Liz has heard the rumours of drugs. Mm. Um, and um, she also thinks that it's odd because Jess normally wouldn't hang out with someone like him um, as he doesn't not hang out. Not her kind. Not her kind. As he doesn't hang out with anyone popular. And then I was like, he came with Dana and Guy. Mm. They must be popular. They're like in the pop- most popular band of Sweet Valley. Yeah. And then Jessica and Nikki start to take off together. Liz tries to give her a lecture, but she's like, fuck you, I'm leaving. She gets outside, but then she's got to go back in because she's forgotten her sweater. Yeah. So she goes back in and she bumps into Stephen, who also tries to stop her from leaving. Yeah, he's like, oh, a bunch of us are going to go for pizza. Would you like to join us? And she, like, Jess is like, look, I just told Liz to fuck off. Did Liz send you? And he's like, Yes. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to go with you. I'm going on my own. Yeah. Um, and then she says to Stephen, to, she tells him to stop meddling. Um, she says, if you stop meddling in my life, I'll stop meddling in yours. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, have some of your own medicine, Stephen. Yeah. And then they speed off in Nikki's red Mustang. Yeah, Stephen's shouting, Jess. <laughs> but she's gone. And then they end up staying out till 1am. No, I can't believe it. And Elizabeth was disturbed by Jessica's attitude last night. This is the next day now. Yes. So she decides to talk to Alice and Ned about it. I couldn't believe this. Little snitch. Yeah, um, well, yeah. And they, yeah, they are absolutely shit now. They're so dismissive. So dismissive. They say it's probably just boy trouble. Yeah, I've, I've literally got here. Ned's response is that it's probably boy trouble. Fuck off, Ned. And Alice says that she's noticed Jessica doesn't seem like herself, but that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, because she's so awful, our daughter. Yeah. It's good that she's not herself. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, she's if, way better when she's depressed. She should if she's stay depressed, like this. if it calms her down a bit. Yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> Fine. Don't worry about it. And then when Jessica comes down to brunch, she's withdrawn. 
but she just says that she's tired and they don't push any further and they just fuck off and play tennis. Yeah, I know. She says she's like acting completely out of sorts. She says, Oh, I'll clean up and Ned and Alice are like, Great, we're off to play tennis, bye. Yeah. Remember that time that Liz got kidnapped and they were like, Oh, we're going around the neighbor's house, so don't worry about play it. Play bridge. Cheers. Yeah. Don't get kidnapped while we're gone. Yeah. Even though we know he's out there somewhere looking for you. Yeah. And then Elizabeth tries to talk to her again. Actually, yeah, and remember when she got kidnapped and Ned just wanted to have sex with Alice upstairs. Oh my God, sexy Ned. Yeah. But anyway, Liz tries to talk to Jessica again and asks if she wants to use the Fiat today. But Jessica says, I'll probably just get into trouble with it anyway. Yeah, Liz asks what she means by that. And uh, Jess basically just says, well, you know, what I mean by that is that you're so perfect and Mm. no one wants me around. And Liz is just like, oh, she's just probably just tired. Yeah, and to be fair, Jess backs off at that point. She realises she can't be bothered to have the argument. She's like, oh, I'm just tired. Mm. Leave me alone. Elizabeth wants some advice about what to do with Jessica, but she doesn't want to talk to Todd because he hates Jessica. Yeah. And also because they have a shit relationship where she never tells him anything. No, no, She never, never goes to him with they any of her They have a massively unhealthy problems. relationship. So... She talks to Stephen. I'm surprised it wasn't Mr. Collins. I, I really thought, do you know, at that point, I actually thought Mr. Collins. Me. It was my first I was like, thought. Here he comes. I guess she's at home. So she she was like, I had to ring him. Yeah. So she goes to the mall with Stephen and he says he does feel guilty about the way he's treated Jessica and he agrees to talk to her. Yeah. And then they head to Casey's for some ice cream. Yeah. Stephen asks Liz. He was like, what would you say to a hot fudge sundae? And Liz says... It's a pleasure to eat you. She's so funny. Got all the jokes. Uh, and Elizabeth is surprised to find Ricky Capaldo working there. Yeah, this is weird. So do you remember Ricky? I do, indeed. Yeah. He was manager of the cheerleaders and he, he rescued Easy Annie. He did, indeed. From a life of promiscuity. Now, <laughs> he... So, <laughs> That's slag. So <laughs> picture this. Liz walks in with Stephen and Casey. She's surprised to see that that Ricky Capaldo is working behind the, the you know, the tills. Somebody's right? got a job. Somebody's got what? a job. Yeah. A, she's worried about that. But her first thought, her almost her first thought in the book is like she immediately thinks it would be a shame if Ricky and Annie split up. It's like, who thinks like that? You just see yeah, like no, you no. see you see your friend and you're like, oh it'd be such a shame if they split up with their partner. Yeah. What what? Um, but yeah, Liz introduces Ricky to Stephen um, and asks how Annie's doing. Um, and Annie is doing fine, apparently. Um, and uh, yeah, they sit down. But Liz remarks that, that, you know, Ricky doesn't seem like himself at the moment. Yeah. Um, and he comes over, but and she says, how is things with Annie? And he, he says they're, they're great. Yeah. Phew. Um, and then Bill and Dee Dee come and join them. Bill, Chase and Dee Dee Gordon and... Liz asks Dee Dee how her design course at the Civic Centre is going. Yeah. Um, and she turns red and tells him that she's quit. And this apparently appears to be the first that Bill Chase has heard mm-hmm. about this. He demands to know why and Liz realises she's put her foot in her mouth. Yeah, he apparently then says under his breath, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> so that was just a bit of foreshadowing for the next book. Yeah, that's that's about all we'll hear about that yeah. until the end of the book. So don't worry, guys. And then we and then we cut to Jessica sunbathing by the Wakefield's pool. Stephen comes out and tries to apologise to her uh, about Cara, about Cara's yeah, party, and, and being stuff. so yeah. rude at the party. And 
she tells him how if Liz has suggested he come to the party first, everyone would have thought it was a great idea. True. We literally saw that play out yeah. at, the, at the table. And he says, well, Liz wouldn't have tried to fix me up with Kara. And they end up arguing. And he storms off inside. Yeah, Stephen, Stephen tells her that he, he loves them both equally. Um, and that maybe they'll talk again when she realizes that. And apparently he waits for a response, but Jess just turns the other way. It mm. just doesn't give him one. But she does feel bad and she decides she needs to turn over a new leaf. So she decides to make dinner for everyone later to try and make amends. Yes. So for... when Alice gets home, she finds Jessica's cooked a chicken with rice and veg. Another chicken. <laughs> the second day in a row you're having a full chicken. She starts inspecting the chicken and she says to Jessica, this. are you sure that you you thought it out properly? It's like, just drop it. No faith in her whatsoever. She made one cooking mistake. Yeah. And just as it's all taken care of, she offers Alice a glass of wine. Alice is like, oh, I'll go set the table. And she's like, no, it's all set. Just mm-hmm. go out and, and sit down. So Alice goes and sits with Ned and Ned says that Jessica must want something. I know, immediately. Immediately. Uh, and Alice she says she hopes there's nothing too expensive. Yeah, they all start laughing and joking at Jess's expense. And then at dinner, Elizabeth brings up the seafood incident again. Thanks, Liz. Yeah, and then Ned, almost immediately following that, Starts talking about having his will in order before he starts eating it. I mean, it's funny, but at the same time, it's like bearing in mind how upset you made her last time. And the she's is, trying yeah. really hard here. The thing is, they don't even say thank you. No, no, no. They do nothing. not even, none of them say thank you for this no. meal. And then Elizabeth tells them all that she saw Ricky working at Casey's, and Ned says, Usually I wouldn't discuss my cases, but I need some advice. Do what? Okay. And he tells them all about this this confidential, like, family custody case. Yeah. How Ricky's mum isn't letting Ricky's grandparents see Ricky and his sister until his father pays the child support. Yeah, so um, his parents split a year ago and apparently his father has not paid any child support since then. So they've decided that this is... His mother's decided he's going to stop access... She's going to stop access to, to him um, for their grandparents until they pay. Um, so yeah, Ned is just like Ned should lose his job for this. Yes, this is his children's classmate. Yeah, and he's just blabbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, conf- it's, it's confidentiality. He shouldn't be saying anything. So, especially to people that actually know the person. I know like, that makes it's it really worse. bad. Yeah. And Elizabeth says everyone's missing the point here. The children are the ones who are going to suffer for this. And Ned's like, that's a good point. I'm going to use that angle in court. So prior to that, though, Jess tries saying that she thinks it's all about the kids. She's like, yeah, she's like, you know, it's all about Ricky having access to his grandparents. And she's like, I don't think it's right that the mother should do that. And Mm. Ned just dismisses it. Yeah. And then as soon as Liz says that, he's like, oh, my God, you're amazing, Liz. I know. And it's like like an experienced lawyer would have needed his 16-year-old daughter to point that fact out. <laughs> How bad are you at lawyering that like, you're like, yeah. oh my God, I, I hadn't get, thought about that. I need that. to get advice from my 16-year-old daughter on this case. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I hadn't thought about the child in this case. Yeah. Well done, Liz. And then he even says that Li- Elizabeth should come to court with him. Yeah. It's like, yeah, let your, let your client's son's classmate in on this case. Yeah. Like, and then it gets worse. It does indeed. Elizabeth wants to ask the Sweet Valley News if she can write a series of articles about the case. Yes. Why? The case that her friend is involved in. So 
I have so many questions here. I have a lot of questions, and and a lot of the questions I have actually, I've I've got one question, and it applies to both the newspaper and Jess and Liz going to this court case. It's not exciting or fun. Like they, they make out like this court case is like, oh my god, it'll be such a good article for the paper. No, it won't. It sounds dull. And and then later on, they're like, oh, Jess, it's going to be really good. It's going to be really fun. We should go. No, it won't. It's a court case. Yeah. And it's a really boring court case. I mean, I know they know him, but yeah. aside from that, it's like, what, if I saw that in a paper, I'd just be like... So, why, yeah, I, I, I want to know, why would this be news? Yeah, it's not He's news. He's not a celebrity. No, and this sounds like you something... Don't get, you don't... Well, over here, you, you don't get stories about that kind of thing in the paper. Well, it's like small... It's personal. It's like a small claim, small, like, small thing court, isn't it? It's not like a huge thing. And like, if it was news... Why would the Sweet Valley News want a teenager to write about it for Yeah, them? I know. that. So I actually had a question at this point because I, I kind of misread it at first. And I was like, <clears throat> is she writing this for the Oracle? Because like, nope. why would the school allow the that? The actual fucking newspaper. She's writing it for the Sweet Valley News. <laughs> and why? Why are they allowing her to do that? Yeah. Um, and then everyone's so busy praising Elizabeth that they don't even notice Jessica slip out. Jessica slips out from the meal she prepared for all of them mm. and they don't even notice she goes. Nope. That's where we are. And she goes to the movies on her own. Well, she goes to the movies and she queues. But then when she gets nearer the front of the queue, she realises, oh, I've seen this film before and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just, like, I guess she's like, I've got nothing in my life, so I'm just going to stand in queues. Yeah, she decides to go for a walk. And she bumps into Nicky Shepherd. Not only does she bump into Nicky Shepherd, she bumps into him and he's sat like posing on the <laughs> hood of his car. What a badass. Yeah. He takes her for a ride in the red Mustang. Yeah, he wants to show her something. And he goes on again about how he doesn't fit in anywhere. And then he um, takes her to his apartment and he starts choking her to death. Hmm. <laughs> Um, like how easily could this have just been yeah, the same situation yeah no that does again? not happen but he says uh, he's got more important stuff to do than be involved in the high school scene yeah and then he takes her he actually takes her to an old gazebo where dances used to be held before they were born I thought this was really nice and um, yeah. Jessica is enchanted by this place she thinks it's lovely Um, and she thinks he's so sensitive because he says he's never taken anyone there before yeah uh, and he says, he says, nobody understands me. That's why I'm getting out of this town. For good. <laughs> He's going to San Francisco to work for his friend. He's going to join the real world. The Jess, real world is not fun, Nikki. No, it's Don't not. Don't do it. It's really not. Um, Jess is like, what about school? And Nikki laughs and he's like, I'm done with that Mickey Mouse stuff. <laughs> And then he plays a slow song through his car speakers and they have a romantic slow dance around the gazebo. Yeah. I, I love how Jess's mind is blown. She actually thinks that nobody she knows wants to quit school. Mm. Like, And I'm like, you didn't go to my school because like, every <laughs> kid in school would have rather not go to school. Yeah. So the next day, Elizabeth comes into Jessica's room and she asks Barges Jess, her way uh, in and wakes her up. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. And she asked Jessica to come to court for the preliminary hearing. Oh, it'd be so much fun. And Jessica's like, I'll just read about it in the paper. Yeah, well, actually, I'm kind of against doing that because you will have written it. But yeah. yeah. And then Liz says, I've had enough of you. You're, you're mean to let Ned down. Yeah, she's like, 
let Ned down? What are you talking about? Yeah. And she's like, oh, it means so much to him. It's like, he's a lawyer. It's his job. Like, what? <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, and also she rightfully points out that Ned didn't even ask her. He asked. He, he asked, asked Liz. Liz. He and he did. He specifically asked Liz. And Liz gets all assy, and she's like, "Oh, that's why you disappeared last night because everyone isn't hanging on to your every word." Yeah, and she just says, "No one listens to me. Everyone's just waiting for the next pearl of wisdom from Elizabeth Wakefield." It's like, look, like she made dinner. They all took the piss out of her. They didn't thank her for it, and then they ignored her. Yeah, so, they ignored yeah, her to the point I they didn't notice she left. I yeah, know. Me either. Um, and she says, in any case, I've got a date with Nikki. Also, Liz says, is that what you want for me to, to get Dad to come up here and ask you personally? Yeah, I'm she's like, bitch. No. <clears throat> and yeah, Jessica says she's got a date with Nikki, and... Elizabeth starts trying to lecture her about Nikki again. Immediately, she's like, oh, you've been seeing a lot of him lately. And like, you know, going at the rumours and stuff. And it's like, Liz, just let her be happy. Yeah. Let her have one thing. Uh, so Liz goes downstairs and she, she tells Ned again. She's like, oh, I think we hurt Jessica's feelings. And he says, he says, we shouldn't have to bow down to her every whim. Yeah, what? And then he says, I'm not going to beg her to come to court. And Liz is like, <laughs> I, I was really confused. I know, he's so awful. And what I couldn't believe as well is that Liz is like, oh, you should go up and speak to her because I think she really wants to come to the hearing, but she doesn't feel welcome. She doesn't want to come. She just told you she's on a date. Yeah. She doesn't want to come, Liz. She just doesn't want to go. And then Elizabeth tells Ned that the features editor of the Sweet Valley News thinks the case will make a great story and I they don't. want her to cover it. I don't. Why? They think it's going to be... Yeah, sure. They think it's going to be such a good story that they just hired a random 16-year-old girl yeah. to go write instead who, of one of their reporters. Who called them up and just said, you know, they were, do this? They had no intention of publishing this. They were just like, yeah. sure, go away, Liz. Just go write it. We'll publish it. Why? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then at court, Elizabeth keeps staring at Ricky and his poor family. Yep. And she, um, she feels sorry for the grandparents... Um, so the grandparents have worked hard since they moved over from Italy and now they've had to use all their retirement money on legal fees. Yeah. So afterwards, Ricky finds her and he asks her not to write the article because he says he doesn't want his life made public and he actually begs her. He does. He's he like, literally begs her not, not to. do not do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Annie sees this and uh, she comes over and explains to Liz how Ricky's not himself lately and she says he loves his grandparents, but um, he's bitter towards his father and he wants to be there for his mother. Yeah. Um, and Liz has a minor feeling of guilt. Minor. Very minor. And she asks Ned what she should do. Ned says, well, to be honest, I think any good story you write is always going to step on some toes. And it's like... Ned, that's probably true, but it doesn't have to be one of her school friends. No, and it's he says she's got to ask herself if the pain she'll cause is greater than the enlightenment she'll give to others. The yeah. story's not going to give enlightenment to others. I know. It's not a good story. It's a crap story <clears throat> that no one's going to read or care about. And then we cut to Jessica. She's at a party in Tierra Verde. Verde, Verde? Verde. yeah, I wasn't sure how to pronounce that. Um, 
It's apparently several hours outside of uh, Sweet Valley. Yeah, and she's, there is Nikki's crowd, and there is beer at the party. I know, beer, alcohol. But Cara had beer at a party a few books ago. That one where Stephen got all, all weird. Well, maybe after that party they calmed down, because <clears throat> this time they are playing Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, so um, there are a guy called Mike's house, whose parents had gone away. It was littered with empty beer cans and pizza boxes, and it made Jess's room look tidy. Yes, apparently this party's been going on for like a week. <clears throat> Um, and Nikki has just gone off to play pool and left her with two random girls. Yeah. Jess has her mind blown when she discovers that the girl opposite her, called June, um, quit school and works as a waitress. Yeah. Um, and the other girl's called Sheila. Yeah. And Sheila is wearing so much eye makeup that she looks like a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> and June is a dyed redhead. Yeah. These girls are wild. They're crazy in that control. Wild. Um, and... Uh, a joint is being passed around. Yes. Oh my now, God, Nikki, this is serious. Yeah, but Nikki refuses the joint. Yeah, he does. And Jess thinks that's it. The rumors are not true. Proven. He hangs around with people that do drugs. He doesn't do mm-hmm. drugs. But apparently, he only has only has a few beers. It's like you got an hour's drive ahead of you here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then when when Nikki comes back over eventually, she asks him if they can leave and. Outside, she notices he's a bit unsteady on his feet. Yeah. And then he stops against a tree and he's like, I want to take in the beautiful night. <laughs> like, drunken behaviour. Yeah, yeah. He also has a bombshell <clears throat> to drop. Yeah. Things at home are not going well. And um, he's going to leave this Friday. Yeah. And he wants Jess to come with him. Mm-hmm. She's, this girl that he's met once. She's not sure, but she thinks, she thinks. well, if I left, I could come back as, a, back as a success in a few years and make everyone sorry. Yeah. But then she does think she'd miss Elizabeth. I don't know why. No. At this point. And then Nikki takes her on a terrifying drunken ride home. I, I had Rick Andover flashbacks. Yeah, they're all over drive. the place. He's speeding. He nearly crashes into a few cars on the way. Yeah, and then he hits a telephone pole. Yeah, he swerves to miss a car, hits a telephone pole. And um, I thought this was a bit crap of Nikki, to be honest. They hit the telephone pole, and the first thing that Nikki does is get out of the car and make sure the car's okay. Yeah. He's like, immediately jumps out of the car and he checks. And Jess is like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. I've just got a small car in my head. But he doesn't, it takes him ages before he actually asks (laughs) if she's okay. Like, if you were in a car accident, the first thing you do is look to your your partner or whoever you're with and be like, are you all right? Yeah. But no, he's like, my car. The car is a bit damaged and they can't drive it. So they have to head to a gas station and call Nikki's parents to pick them up. Yes. And Nikki's parents are also terrible. Yeah. um, Apparently... They just shouted at him and didn't ask how they were at yeah. all. Just didn't care. His father tells Nikki he's ruining them financially and causing them nothing but pain. Apparently his mother just sits there silently looking disappointed. And Nikki actually tells them that he's running away and they're just like, yeah, good, fuck he, off. He says, <laughs> he says, I'm running away. And his dad is like, good, maybe you'll learn some responsibility if you live on your own. <laughs> it's like, he's not even said what he's doing. He's just going to go. When Jessica gets home, she thinks that she's falling in love with Nikki. Yes, and she really seriously considers leaving. Um, But she does decide. She can't do that to her friends and family. And she is going to try once more. She's already tried. She's going to try again to fix things in the morning. 
But first, she does have a Jessica dream. Jessica Daydream. Oh, of course she does. Um, she thinks of them living in a beautiful little apartment in San Francisco that overlooked the bay. They'd have interesting friends. He'd be a successful businessman. Where we did you get that know, from Nicky We don't Shepherd. even know what business his friend has. He said he'd always get a friend of my job with my friend's business. We don't know what this is. You know he's going to be a bricklayer. Yeah. Lila would just... Whatever it is, Lila would turn I'm sure two 16-year-old runaways would end up in an apartment overlooking the bay. <laughs> yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah. San Francisco, that notoriously cheap place to live. <laughs> so the next morning, she's practicing what to say to her family in the mirror. She tells her reflection. She's sick of the way things have been. She wants to be a better person, but she needs them to give her a chance. She basically says, yeah, I want to change my ways, but I need your support. She heads downstairs. She passes Liz's room and she thinks of all the things they've been through together. Well, she considers going in to, to get Liz's yeah. opinion on the on the thing she's going to say. But um, unlike Liz, she decides not to be a piece of shit and lets her sleep. <laughs> and then she thinks of Elizabeth's coma and when Elizabeth has been kidnapped. And she realises tearfully that she was responsible for both of those things. I don't think she was. She wasn't fully, no. She certainly wasn't responsible for the bike incident that was on Liz and Todd. Um, yeah. And the kidnapping as well. That wasn't her fault, was it? Yeah, that's what I thought. Neither of those things were Am her I fault. I'm missing something here. I know she blamed herself for leaving Liz, didn't she? She left Liz with the bike thing. Yeah. But it was still Liz's decision to get on the bike. Mm. The kidnapping, I'm trying to remember how she was involved in that. Oh, didn't she? Um, she was uh, lying, saying that Liz was at Mr. Collins' house or something. Oh, yeah, that's right. But still, she wasn't actually to blame for the kidnapping. It wasn't really her fault, no. But when she gets downstairs, Alice is rushing off to work and Ned's being a prick again. Yeah, shocker. So Alice leaves and Ned just won't listen to her. Yeah, he starts talking over her while she's trying to, like give her this heartfelt message to her and what's he talking dad. about liz yeah what a great reporter liz is unbelievable and after going on for ages he notices that jessica seems upset yeah and so he says I mean, bear in mind at this point she's been upset for like two weeks but yeah. he's finally noticed and he says you're welcome to come along to the court on friday but i don't think you'll find it interesting like elizabeth does no and she bets that liz put him up to that half-hearted invite yeah, and she's upset that, you know, he basically is like, oh, you can tag along if you want. Yeah. And Stephen's got no time to talk to her either because he's going jogging. Yeah, he's going out for a run. Um, And the, at first, she's like, he ignores her at first. Mm -hmm. She's like, hey, Stephen. Steve? Steve. <laughs> he just completely ignores her. And then he's like, yeah, I've got to go out for a run. I don't have time, Um, but I'll speak to you later. But Lila does phone up and asks if she's okay and... She thinks, oh, my friends seem childish now. Lila is, um, I mean, Lila, Lila is very Lila-ish in this phone call where she is <laughs> just like, the hell's wrong with you and stuff. But yeah. Lila does genuinely show concern for Jess here. And she is like, you know, call me later if you need yeah. to speak and stuff. And she tries talking to her, but Jess is just done. Yeah. And then Elizabeth comes downstairs. She's on her way to a meeting at Sweet Valley News. Yes. And she's running late. Jessica asks if they can talk, but Liz starts checking her watch. So Jessica's like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll talk later. Yeah, she she says, sure, what's up? But she makes a point of looking at her watch when yeah. she does it. And Jess is like, oh, fuck off, Liz. So now Jessica thinks Nikki was right. He's the only one who cares. So she decides to call him. Yeah. And he tells her things have got worse at home. 
And he's leaving for San Francisco tonight. Yeah. And then he asks her, have you come to a decision? Mm. But we don't hear that decision as we cut to the next morning. Mm. But basically, the decision is yes. The decision is no, not tonight, but I will come tomorrow. Yeah. So it's set. He, he's he gone on ahead and she'll join him on Friday. Yeah. And um, when got do you just wait for her? Yeah, I know. He's like, no, I can't stand another nice. second. It's like sleep in your car for one night, dude. Yeah, if he cares about her that much. Yeah. She pictures everyone at school finding out she's gone and she thinks Cara will be the most upset, so I'll send her a letter. But she thinks Lila won't give a shit. She'll be happy to have less competition. <laughs> and she thinks my family will get over it. Liz will become a star reporter for a fancy newspaper and forget all about me. So I, I thought this was at the point when I realised... Because I thought Jess was going to run away and, you know, like she said earlier, come back in a few months or what, a few years as a success or something. Jess, like, the, the way this is going, Jess is like thinking about never contacting them yeah. again and just literally disappearing. <clears throat> so she she's told everyone she's staying at Lila's for the weekend. Yeah. And then she suddenly has a thought. They might think she's being kidnapped. Because <laughs> that does happen. To be honest, yeah, it does happen lot. quite regularly. So that probably is what they'll think. I think it's a legitimate concern. They're like, oh point. no, not again. <laughs> Ned's like, but we've got bridge tonight. We haven't got time <laughs> to find Jessica. <laughs> so she decides to leave them a note. Yes, but she makes a mistake. She she writes this. Oh, are you going to read the note? Uh, yeah, I am actually. She addresses the note to Elizabeth because she thinks addressing it to the whole family seems too general. And she doesn't want to pick between her mum and dad. You could have wrote all of their names. How is that general addressing it to the whole family? If you family? address it to them, you could write all of their names down, you know? Like, make yeah. it to every one of them. So I have the note. It says, Dear Liz, by the time you get this, I will be far away. I'm sorry if my leaving causes you all a lot of pain, but it will be better for all of us in the long run. There are many reasons why I'm going. It isn't just your fault. You can't help being the way you are any more than I can. <laughs> <laughs> You're so good. She's not. It would just be better for all of you if you'd forget that I ever even existed. I've never been anything but trouble anyway. This doesn't mean I'm forgetting about you. I'll be thinking a lot about all of you as I take my bus to my new home. I love you, Liz. I make sure you tell mum and dad that I love them too. And Steve, even though I know he hates me. Someday I'll return, I promise. But not for a long time. Please don't try to find me. My mind is made up. I'm sorry for all of the trouble I've caused. Still your loving sister, Jessica. But it gets better. The PS is amazing. PS, I'm leaving you my new jeans. I think they make me look fat. (laughs) That's such a Jessica (laughs) line to end on. I love it. Um, So she makes this terrible mistake because suddenly Liz bursts in the door. She asks to borrow Jess's scarf, and and Jess like kind of panics and says, like, "Oh shit!" Luckily, Liz doesn't give a shit about Jess. Doesn't even look at the room or check anything. Doesn't even notice anything out of uh, out of whack. But she does notice that Jess has got tears in her eyes. Um, and, yeah. and she asks, you know, what's going on? But Jess <clears throat> just says, "Oh no, nothing. I'm just having a bit of a funny day. You know, I'm just not feeling great." Um, and Liz is concerned, but not concerned enough to stay and talk. She's just like, "All right, then, bye." Yeah, she's like, "I'll speak to me later." <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know how the court case goes. Yeah. See ya. Um, Jessica does admit to herself now that she's written the note in the hopes that they'll come and find her. Yeah, she hopes that they'll catch her at the bus station. Yeah. That's the plan. But as she leaves, a breeze blows, blows the letter off of the dresser. Yeah, I think she slams the door yeah. and it, it blows it off. It the... falls behind the dresser. Yeah. 
they're going to find that letter in a few years' time and panic <clears throat> about it then. Yeah. Like, way too oh, no, late. She's like, gone. Oh my God, she's gone. <laughs> it's like she's really just gone to the dairy burger. Yeah, she's just popped out like, for oh, a bit. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, and then we cut to this bullshit court case. God, this court case. Elizabeth's upset that Ricky's sad, but she's not upset enough to not write this article. No, I know. Or even just keep the names out of it. Yeah. Also, ironically, Ned has spent this entire section of the court case talking about the core issue of this case is the kids and that kids need love. And it's like your daughter's literally running away as you're saying this, Ned. <laughs> yeah. And uh, apparently Elizabeth has spoken to the defence counsel before the hearing. And he he feels bad for Ricky's grandparents too. But, quote, like her, he had a job to do. It's like, this is not like her. This is his actual his career actual, and livelihood. Actual how career. How he makes his living. To be an impartial. This is not your yeah. job, Liz. You are a high school student. I'm assuming you're not getting paid for this. I wouldn't have thought so. You have no reason to have to do this. None at all. Because you know when, you know, sometimes in your job you have to do things you like this is not what I want to be doing, but I need to because it's my job. Yeah, or you have She's awkward like conversations. And She's acting like that. It's like you called them up and asked to do this. You did, yeah. This is nothing. entirely voluntary. Yeah. Yes. Um, And as the lawyers make their final statements, Ricky runs out. And this bit pissed me off. I was, oh, the end of this, the end of this storyline annoyed me so much. So Annie tries to follow Ricky out. But Liz stops her. It says Liz stopped her with a look and went after him instead. Why would why would she think girlfriend? I know. Why does Liz think that she's better than his actual girlfriend at comforting him? I know. If I was Annie, I'd just be like, "Fuck!" I I would have been like, "Yeah." I I I I put a middle finger up. You can't see that. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Unbelievable. She finds Ricky actually crying on a bench. Yeah. And he says, are you getting some good material for your article? And she's like, yeah, great, actually. Yeah. And he, he says to her that she doesn't know what it's like and how nobody's asking him how he feels. And then Liz is absolutely awful. Yeah, yeah I couldn't believe this. I honestly, honestly couldn't believe this. She tells him he needs to think of his grandparents. And she actually says to him, he doesn't deserve their love. She does and actually. This guy's crying here. She actually Family's says that. Falling apart. She actually says that. I could not believe it. And then um, we get back to the courtroom. Yeah, Ned is literally repeating. Think of the children. Think of the children. Yeah. But the judge is like, um, the law's pretty clear in this. Um, ultimately, it's up to the parent. Yeah. Which makes you wonder why this court case was even happening. But then Ricky interrupts and he says, this isn't right. It's not fair to me, my sister or our grandparents. And then sickeningly, he looks up and smiles at Liz. And then the judge says he wants to see his family alone in his chambers. Liz, saviour of the oppressed. Yeah. Defender of the oppressed has saved the bloody day again. Yeah, they return an hour later and the judge says they've come to an agreement. And everyone says how great Liz is. And Ricky actually thanks her. I know. Like what for? What for? What for, for? having a go at you? And Literally, also, what for? And also, by the way, she was still doing this paper. She was still writing this article yeah. for the paper. She doesn't care about you. She heads home to write her article, and also because she wants to give Jessica at Lila's to check on her. Yeah, but she decides to so write when, the article she, first. Yeah, when she gets home, <laughs> like, she's like, oh, "I'll start my article first before I call Liz." Priorities. 
And she goes to Jessica's room to put the scarf back, but she notices something strange. The room is clean. Yeah. But not just clean. Goddamn empty. Mm-hmm. Everything is in that tiny holdall that's on the cover. <laughs> yep, it all fit in there. Yeah, she notices the closet's empty. She realises what's happened. She rushes downstairs to tell her family. Um, and they're all like, how could this have happened? Yeah. She calls Lila, who t- basically says, no, Jess hasn't been here. Yeah, and Liz doesn't get let on. She kind of makes out like she was just calling, um, which is nice of her. You know, she's ruined her life. But at this point, she's like, oh, well, I won't hmm. let the rumor mill ruin her life even more. Yeah. Um, and... They, uh, Stephen suggests <clears throat> Nikki. Yeah. And um, so they try calling, no answer. So uh, Ned heads over there with Liz in tow. Yeah. Nikki's mum's really cagey and she says she doesn't know where Nikki is, but he's left home. She yeah. seems a bit embarrassed about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ned, Ned tells her how serious they are and, and she does, yeah, she, she finally admits mm. that they don't know where he is. But Stephen has an idea. Yeah. He picks up the phone. I thought he was going to call Betsy. So did I. Because it, it said something like... Um, she drinks at the Shady Lady. She probably knows yeah, who he is. You know. It said something like, Liz said, oh, none of the kids we hang around with like, are in the same crowd as Nikki. Yeah. And then it's like, Stephen picked up the phone. Yeah, and it's like, like, oh, Betsy wait Martin. a minute. I know one of those peasants who drinks over yeah. there. Uh, but he actually calls... Uh, oh, sorry, we cut to Jessica first. We do indeed. We'll leave you on that cliffhanger of who Stephen calls. So Jessica's asleep in the bus station <laughs> and an old, an old lady's asleep on her shoulder. Yeah, she decided to just leave the old lady there. She's been asleep on Jessica's shoulder for an hour and every time Jessica tried to move, she hit Jessica with her handbag. Yeah. <laughs> she finally manages to wriggle out from under this old lady. Yeah. Just in time for the last bus of the day mm. to San Francisco. Yeah, she'd let three bosses go waiting for her family to come. I know she's been waiting in the hopes <laughs> they that they'd actually didn't. turn up, but now she's like, "No, I am actually going to go. This is the last chance." Yeah, she thinks they must have found my letter, and they obviously don't care. Yeah, so she gets on the bus. <clears throat> she gets a window seat, and the old lady comes and sits next to her. She's, she's like, like, "Oh, I got someone no. to talk to the whole way there." Yeah, yay! And then we cut back to Stephen. He's phoned some random guy called Joe. Yeah, an old basketball friend who's in with Nikki's crowd. Yeah, and they He's ask. Quite clever here, isn't he? He is pretty good. He asks where uh, Nikki's gone, and Joe won't won't say. Um, <laughs> I know where he is, but I'm not telling. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, but um, he. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I've just got Dream Phone on my head ever since you mentioned it earlier on. Um, but then Stephen says, "Oh, that's a shame because I owe him some money," and uh, he's like, he thinks about it. And he's like, "Oh, actually, Nikki does need money, mm. so I'll tell you where he is." Um, so he tells him he's in San Francisco. Yeah. So Steve and Liz head to the bus station. Well, yeah. So Alice is like, oh, my God, she's gone to San Francisco. She's either on a plane or a bus. So we should split up and, and we'll go to the airport and you go to the bus station. It's like, yeah, she's a 16 year old girl. She got the fucking bus, Alice. She's <laughs> not getting a plane. Well, I think she might do. I think in America, you know, the planes are more. Maybe over here. That would be quite extreme. Yeah. You'd get the bus. Yeah. Like, maybe, yeah, you maybe in America that would be really if you're leaving the actual country here. Yeah. I, I suppose mean, across yeah. state, maybe you would get the Yeah, they, the I think they get them more maybe. than we do. So, yeah, Alice and Ed head to the airport. Stephen is head to the bus station. Yeah. 
When Liz and Steve get to the bus station, they ask the ticket man if he's seen her. This is brilliant. There's this moment <laughs> yeah. I love in this book. I don't know if you've got it as I well. I think I know. So Stephen spends ages trying to explain to the ticket clerk what Jess <laughs> looks like. And then he realizes he stood with Liz and he just grabs yeah. Liz. And he's like, she looks like this. <laughs> yeah. And the, the ticket guy like cannot grasp the concept of twins. So many people in these he's books really have confused. no idea that twins exist. He's like, I thought you were on that bus. <laughs> uh, and then eventually he, he understands. Yeah, he figures so it out. he says, she's at gate three. But she ain't. By the time they get there, the bus is already She gone. ain't. She ain't there. <laughs> yeah, the bus is pulling away. So they give chase. Yeah, so they discover that the next stop is at Carver City. Uh, so they, they, they head that way in the car. And I had a question. Something happened in Carver City, and I can't remember what it is Did from it? a previous book. I'm sure it's been mentioned. Oh, I don't remember least. it at all. No, okay. Maybe it's where... Um... Oh, is it where Caroline Pierce pretended her boyfriend was from? No, that was Something Falls. Oh, you're right, yeah. I don't know. I've heard Carver City before. Maybe it's an actual city, and that's why I've heard of yeah, it. Yeah, maybe it is a real place. Um, But yeah. So uh, they they head off to uh, Carver City with Stephen basically saying, you know, if we can't get her there, we'll get her at the next stop. We'll just keep going. But Liz is concerned because she sees there's not much fuel left in the tank. On the bus, Jessica's crying. Yeah, kind of understandably, I think, to be honest. The old lady says, ah, first time away from home. I love this old lady. And then she starts telling her that uh, her son left home and now she doesn't even get a Christmas card from him. Oh. And she says, you can always go home and your family will be there for you. And then when when they come to a stop, the old lady goes into a shop and she buys some magazines for Jessica. I know, she's lovely, this lady. Yeah. But as the bus pulls away... Yeah, the, the so the bus starts pulling away and she's like, wait a minute, wait, <laughs> I need to make a phone call. And the, this bus driver is so fed up <laughs> oh, by the end of this. Yeah. He's like, for fuck's sake. And she's like, please, it's really important. Now, I was wondering whether she was like purposely trying to delay the bus so that like they might catch up. I guess she yeah. wouldn't know. No, she's that telling was the happen. truth. She's left her dehumidifier on. Oh yeah, that's right. She's like, oh my god, my dehumidifier. And if the water runs out, it's going to catch fire. Oh my god. She has to call her next door neighbor. Um. So this gives Stephen and Liz the time it's like they need. Five to, minutes. He says, okay, you've up. got five more minutes. Yeah. So Stephen and Liz catch up to the bus, and they just run onto the bus and start crying and hugging Jess. Yeah, and he's like, you've got to, you know. You've got to get off the bus. Yeah, the, guys. the driver's you, like, paid. you've got to buy a ticket. Yeah. And Jess says, we're all getting off. And she asks for her bag. And he, he says, why not? Why don't we all go for a picnic too? Yeah, he's like, who give, who cares about schedules anyway? Yeah. Then the old lady comes back and Jessica says to her, you were right. Families are always there. Doesn't the old lady just say, like, I'm always right? Yeah, <laughs> she does. Yeah, she <laughs> says, she says, I'm always right, honey. No one listens to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. She's she's great. got no one to talk to for the rest of the journey now. Oh yeah, she's got some magazines though. She'll find someone else. She's I'm got sure. all these magazines she could use though. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and Jessica says to Liz, "Why didn't you come straight after you read the letter?" And Liz is like, "What letter? We didn't find a letter." Yeah. And Jessica says, "Well, I'm glad because uh, I wrote some crazy things in it. Those jeans do look better on me, actually." <laughs> yeah, actually, now I've thought about it. And then they all have an emotional reunion at home, the whole family. They yeah. apologise and they make up. As they should apologise. 
Yes. To be honest, they've been disgusting for the last two books. And Jessica has got one thing left to do. She does. She writes a letter to Nikki. Yeah. It says, Dear Nikki, as you have probably guessed by now, I'm not joining you in San Francisco. I can't. I'm sorry for what happened between you and your family, and I wish I could help you to make things better. Yeah. But I think, for me, running away is not the answer. I hope you won't hate me for not coming. I'm sure you understand. You're a good person, Nikki, a really good person. I hope you'll always keep that in mind. Please write me and let me know how you're doing. I really hope everything works out for you. All my love, Jessica. P.S. Stop drink driving. Yeah. Um. And then Liz says, well, one good thing came out from all of this. Your room was finally tidy. Great. No, I think the better thing is that I finally got the respect from my parents that I deserve and <laughs> they've started treating me well. But thanks, Liz. Well, they haven't actually, because then Jessica says she'll cook dinner for everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they, immediately... and they start taking the piss again. I know. They're just like, they're like oh, no, thanks. <laughs> Don't want you to cook for us. It's like, have you not learned? I know, on. yeah. And Ned says, I'll give you some money to take us out somewhere special. But you can tell that Jess is back because she says, well, why don't I take the money... Order pizza in and use the rest to buy this sweater that I've been after. Haha. <laughs> so we know that Jess is back. And then we cut to Enid and Liz. Yeah. Liz has told Enid, told Enid all about what had happened. Um, and she says, Stephen's going back to school. But then she stops mid-sentence. Oh my God. Dee Dee and Bill are having a huge row in the cafeteria. Yeah. Enid heard from Caroline that Dee Dee had backed out of an English project that they were working on together yeah. and left her with all the work. And then Enid gasps as Bill stomped out with Dee Dee in tow, crying and following oh him. Oh my God. Liz has a feeling this is serious. And, and then... I'm sure she'll be there to pick up, poke her big nose in, won't <laughs> she? Yeah. And then, as you pointed out yeah, before we started this podcast... It just ends. Yeah, we get no preview, no sort of. We normally get a sentence, don't book. we? Yeah, a couple of sentences, just saying, you know, will will Bill and Dee yeah. survive their, you know, their troubles? Find out in Sweet so Valley luckily, High. Luckily, we looked it up and we know the the next book is Too Much in Love. Too much, and it's going to be all about Bill and Dee Dee. Yeah. Are they too much in love? Are they indeed? I don't know. We will Bill go out. red and run away? Find out in Too Much in Love. <laughs> So, yeah, that was Runaway. I loved what this book. What did you think? I really loved it. Um, I liked it too. I thought it was a really sweet story, actually. I thought it was nice. Yeah. Um, apart from the fact that Ned and Alice were absolutely hideous, uh, but they were in the last book as well. So mm. it's just the way they are now, I guess. Hopefully they'll reform from now on. I don't think so. No. So our last one was Lila's story. My oh, yeah. pastel paperback said Lila's the absolute worst in this, but I still came out loving her even more. I love Lila. And she is awful, but I love her anyway. An ending for the ages, deliciously soapy and fun. <laughs> love it. Um, so our next episode next week is Casey's Ice Cream Parlor yeah. with Keeping Secrets. Oh God, the we find secret out the language shit secret that Ned has, <laughs> which we didn't know, but. Um, Waterware messaged and said it is a secret language. I can't wait. I can't believe that that's what he was like waiting. I can't tell you now. I'm waiting for the right moment. I took a little flick through the book and it, it, it seems like we're going to have to speak this language. Well, we will try our best. So that is going to be awkward for us. We'll give it Funny a go. for you. We'll give it a go. Um, yeah, because there's loads of dialogue written in the language. 
Mm. Oh my god. Going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Um, and then, of course, the week after, it's too much in love. Yeah. So, follow us on Instagram, Kelly's Roadhouse, and Facebook, Kelly's Roadhouse Podcast. Yes, keep your comments coming in. We love your comments. Yeah. And leave us ratings and reviews on Spotify, Apple Music, all of those wherever places. You're listening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye bye.